Hello, and welcome to the We're Not Stump podcast. I'm your host, Mike Boland, and I'm a congenital amputee of the right hand. In this show, I will interview other amputees and allow them to tell you their incredible life stories. I'll also feature family members of amputees and others who support the amputee community, all in an effort to discuss the challenges and triumphs of those living with limb loss. So stick around and listen to inspirational stories and find out why we say we're not stumped. So welcome everyone to the We're Not Stumped podcast, and I'm very honored to have a special guest with me. Nicole Kelly was Miss Iowa in 2013 and competed in the Miss America contest in 2014. She's been featured on the Today Show and countless other platforms. She has a master's degree in broadcast journalism from Northwestern University, and she's a speaker who's done a lot of speaking engagements. Certainly, she's done it at Google and Microsoft, just to name a few. I'm so very honored to have as my first guest, Nicole Kelly. So, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. I'm so happy to join you. I'm so excited. I'm so stoked. We just, we need all of the voices just talking about this. So I'm so excited to be with you talking, just talking. Just talking, just having fun. I mean, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a lot of fun. (laughs) But, you know, I, I met you at the amputee coalition annual event and you just inspired me right away you're so gregarious as i said that day what i'd like to know a little bit more about your story because we weren't able to talk that much um i I know that we share that we're both congenital amputees but i'd like to hear your story yeah i'll i will try to make it fast i will try (laughs) um yeah in a nutshell so i was i was born um a can what they call a congenital amputee right so that just means from birth I was missing my left hand and my left forearm. And my parents did not know that that was going to be how I came out. And so, you know, kind of initially they, a lot of the doctors and nurses, there was a lot of tests they were running to make sure, is there anything else that might be different with you? Do we need to be checking on anything else? Um, Luckily, you know, the only thing was I just came out with one hand. So, uh, this was back in, I was born in 1990. So, you know, I'm from small town, the middle of nowhere, Iowa, which means that my parents really didn't have a lot of resources. And therefore I was kind of raised with the mentality of like, I don't know, just figure it out, (laughs) which is fantastic in some ways and not so great in other ways. Um, but I grew up in a beautiful bubble where I was able to know everybody and have confidence because everybody knew who I was. So that kind of gave me the ability to be vulnerable and to experiment because I knew everybody around me. And, um, yeah, so grew up just being really active in lots of sports and school and kind of you name it, small town Americana and went away to school. And I actually got my undergrad degree in directing and theater management and went um, to New York right out of my undergrad degree. And I was on a track to what I wanted to be was a stage manager. Uh, Now, subconsciously, what I realized now that I'm a little bit older is that I really loved being on stage. I really wanted to be in front of people. But I, I literally didn't think that was an option. So I got my degree in something that was backstage because I had literally never seen a body like mine on TV in a news ad on a stage. Um, so yeah, I went to New York and was there for an internship, which turned into a job. And, and I, as much as I loved it, because I did love it, 
there still was a piece of me that was like, but I want to be on stage. So I found that loophole through pageantry and ended up going out for the Miss Iowa pageant, um, ended up winning it and got ready for Miss America, went to Miss America. Um, and that was quite the experience because uh, I had been told my whole life, you know, just figure it out. And the language that had been used around my body was just the term. The term was always like, you are no different on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. You are no different. You are no different. You are no different. And suddenly I'm going to Miss America and I'm literally world news for doing it. And the world news, every single news article has the word disability attached to it. And I'm like, well, what does this mean? I don't understand. The world is using this term that I, I have been taught to not identify with. And uh, it was really hard and it was really, really confusing and it was really, really hurtful. But, but what it caused me to do was start reading a lot of books, reaching out to a lot of people and meeting a lot of people, diving into community. Um, and what I learned was that there's this beautiful community that is the disability community. And I learned to really re lean in and, you know, love that identifier and got really into just, yeah, what the community is up to, what rights we don't have yet. Um, just like really, really like embracing it fully and understanding that disability isn't a bad word. And that was a huge life-changing shift for me, like a literal, you know, at the age of 23, I had like my quarter life crisis. <laughs> and coming out of it, it was really this pride for this piece of my identity that I didn't understand. I didn't understand that before that I didn't have pride in it, but it was kind of just like a non sequitur. It was just like, I don't know, I haven't thought a lot about it. Um, so now that I'm on the other side of that, I actually now work at a company that manufactures pieces of prosthetics and think about technology that will help amputees every day of my life. And get to go to awesome conferences where I meet people like you and it's, it's pretty cool. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. Oh, that, <laughs> that, that, that was fantastic. As a matter of fact, you did something for me at that conference. You, you, you said, welcome to the community because I'm a little older than you. I'll just say a little older, although I'm a lot older than you. And we have a, some similarities there. You know, I just grew up and never really thought too much about it, just made do. And I'll say this too, in reading your story, uh, we have a, a very much a similarity when it came to how our parents uh, raised us, because I was the same way. I, I saw a quote somewhere that said, your parents gave you the opportunity to decide whether you wanted to wear a prosthetic or not. Any, mm -hmm. any story behind that? Anything you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, I always had the option and the opportunity for prosthetics. I was a, a Shriners kid. So, you know, the Shriners, we yeah. see them with their funny hats everywhere, riding around in parades. But what they do is they're helping and providing, you know, equipment and tools and healthcare to kiddos up through the age of 18. So I was in and out of um, prosthetic offices all growing up because of the Shriners. And it was an opportunity where I'm very glad that I had it, but the conversation about what tools were there and what was being given to me wasn't the most useful. So it would be a situation where we'd go through the process of actually getting something and then my parents could never really help me implement it into my life. So it never became something I was wearing 
Um, in middle school, though, I got what I called my Barbie hand, which is not <laughs> one that moved and not, it literally didn't do anything. I just wanted it so I could wear it to the mall and not be <laughs> looked at. That's literally what I wanted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all, all growing up, it was a, a piece of my life that kind of weaved back in and out. Um, and now have a cool, smart prosthetic device that I use and wear. Oh, that thing's amazing. I want to get to that in just a second. But one of the things we also share too, is the story about uh, suddenly we're born and suddenly our parents have a child with a, you know, a congenital amputee. That's exactly my story. And I wasn't sure on your side of the story whether they knew going in, if there's ultrasounds and things like that. So I'll just put a plug in for the podcast here to go. I'd like to hear some of those stories. If there's anyone out there that has the story of, hey, uh, my parents saw this in the ultrasound or from the parents' perspective, we certainly like to hear from you. But going back to the prosthetic, um, you were in and out of prosthetics, as you said, and right now, I mean, your, your YouTube channel, your, the Bionic Hand, if I'm not mistaken, that's how you talk about it. It is amazing. Is that something we can see? Did you have it with you by any chance? Or? Yeah, I have it next to me here. Um, we'll, we'll compare prosthetics because you said you had one like this old guy. <laughs> hey, those. So what it, the, the hook at the end of yours is called an ETD and those things are still used. You, you probably saw them at Amputee Coalition. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, I saw, oh, look at that. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I don't wanna talk about my hook. I wanna see this hand. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I actually work for the company called Coapt, which you can see, that's, this is the, this is an arm, so you can see kind of the inside of my prosthetic. And we actually make what's called pattern recognition. So inside I'm able to move my muscles in a way where I can train my hand at the end of the prosthetic. So inside my socket, which is the place that my arm slides into right here, I am moving my muscles in a way where it feels like I am opening, I am closing, I am opening, I am closing. And you can add a whole bunch of different, what they call grips. Every hand has a certain level of grip. So I can train it to do several different grips. Um, and wow. you can have whatever patterns that you want in there. So you can have really good full control of your prosthetic. So it's pretty amazing. It's it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars stuff. That was the thing, you know, again, looking at my vintage thing here, walking around and seeing some of the, the new technology just blew, blew my mind. And it's so great. Yeah. I, I know it helps so much. And Co-op, I, I know you, you work for that company. They look like they're on the cutting edge of doing things to help people in our community. And that's I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, there's... I think there's an interesting culture that a lot of us grew up with where, where because, at least for me, I'll speak to my experience, because I was constantly given the message of like, you are no different, yeah. there was never the conversations, hardly, around, let's think about ways to help you adapt. Like adapting isn't a shameful thing. Like what tools do you need to help you live your everyday life. And so that's truly how I look at prosthetics. Like this is a tool for us um, to be able to do certain activities that makes it easier for us to do. And it's never going to replace a hand. It's never going to feel like a second hand to us. But knowing that it's a tool that we have resources to, I think is really, really important. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. One of the things I learned too, while being there talking to others is how much these prosthetics really save the wear and tear of, in our situation, the good hand. And I, I have residual 
elbow problems and things just from Do doing know? everything. But I, I think, though, because of where I'm at, it's a little bit different because I do carry a lot with this. I'm able to do a lot more. And from the pe some of the people I talked to at the event, it seems like a shoulder is another problem that uh, people may have. Is, is that something you've suffered through or is that? Yeah, so yeah. I, uh, that's another piece of our culture that I think we need to be talking about more because forget about the fact that it opens and closes in a fancy way. Just yeah. me putting it on my body evens me out. And we don't talk enough about that level of what that does for our body. Yeah, um, yeah for me, I, I get really bad migraines and it's because I hold, because I'm constantly using the end of my arm and it's so much shorter than my right hand. Yeah. So I'm constantly leaning forward and activating my muscle right here. And I get really horrible migraines and I, I wasn't thinking about that when I was 15 years old, you know, like, but at yeah. the same time, here I am. And it's a really, really real difficult piece of my life nowadays. Interesting. So, yeah. And yeah. That, again, that's something that I learned. I didn't really realize that. And then you, even my age, you put two and two together. You're like, yeah, no wonder I have some pains in this side. So, hey, maybe. What are I'll... your pains? You said I, your elbow? I have a, I, I have some torn ligaments in my elbow right here. You do? Yeah. Torn? Yeah. Like you tore them? Yeah. Like it's just a like a micro tear right here, but it's like a lingering injury. That's what it is. Mm. It's a lingering injury that. And it never gets a break because it, that's the hand that you always use. Thank you. That's exactly it. I, Wild. I don't get a chance to, yeah. to rest it, obviously, but. Oh, enough about me. I want to learn more about you. You're just such a fascinating person. And I mentioned earlier about you being Miss Iowa 2013 and then going into Miss USA. You you did talk about it a little bit, but is there any more to that? I mean, you talk about you're in the national international news. I think that's phenomenal. What did you learn from that experience? Yeah, it was some mixed bag okay. <laughs> of an experience. Uh, yeah, Miss America is a really cool organization. Um, you know, I was able to get quite a lot of scholarship money that helped me pay down college tuition. So all of that is true. A lot of like, if you've ever watched the Miss Congeniality movie that yes. Sandra Bullock is in, yeah. there's a lot of truth in, in what they are poking fun at sure. when they talk about pageants. I didn't grow up doing pageants. This truly was my way of realizing I could audition quote unquote audition. We can't for do a part. Yeah, right. Maybe, maybe together we can do the quotes. But... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll Wait, clap sometime too. No, not that's... even because we have the same, <laughs> we have the same right hand. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, oh well, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> uh, but I realized it was a loophole, right? I realized I could literally audition to be myself. I could walk into an interview room where a panel of judges would ask me about myself, what I cared about, who I was as a person. I could talk about that and then I could get on stage, sing a song. Sure, I had to walk in a swimsuit, but then after I had to walk in a swimsuit, I got to walk in a pretty sparkly dress. So that evened that out. And um, and it was a really, in that way, a really empowering experience. It was, it allowed me to feel really well-rounded and, and beautiful and confident in front of people. Um, so that was a really unique experience, but I certainly, was not ready for the onslaught of attention. And I was not ready for um, the, the way in which the news media talks about our bodies is sure. usually in an incorrect way. Um, so this is literally why then I went to Northwestern and got my master's degree <laughs> because I was so bothered by the way that the 
the news talked about my body and they always talked about me in a, I was always inspiring. I was talked about, I was very othered, right? That's the right word. Um, where, wow, isn't it sweet? Isn't it cool that this one-handed girl gets to go to Miss America instead of being looked at as a legitimate contender in a competition that I wanted to go compete in. Um, you know, and I've done some personal homework now to know that like it, it is really cool that I showed up and my body was on stage. Like just the statement of, of my body being on that stage is, is a big message to like visually be there. But, um, but just the, the, yeah, the messaging of the news media, making everything so inspiring. There's actually a term for it. Are you ready? I'd like to hear it. It's called inspiration porn. Oh, I have Which, not heard that. With me saying that, it is literally, you know exactly what I'm talking about, I right? Know exactly they what talk about, about us. They talk yep. about us in a way that's totally belittling and totally othering. And that a million percent was my experience and it sucked. And I, I was used as a prop, right? The the leader of the Miss America organization saw me as a marketing tool and used me as so. And that really sucked. So wow. I you know, I do. I did know exactly what you were talking about, even though I hadn't yep. heard the term. And the reason why I do, it's I'll watch a commercial, and it seems like people like us are always the ones getting help instead of the always. ones actually saying, mm -hmm. "Hey, I'm empowered and I can help." It's always yep. that way. Wow! Thank you for that. That's a great. Yeah, look up. Um, okay, write this down. Stella Young. I am not your inspiration porn. She's actually the woman who coined it, and she did um, a oh. TED talk. And it oh, is, wow. it is, un, it's an unbelievable talk. So it is, it's awesome. Yep. Thank you. I will look up yeah. Stella Young. Uh, yep. My hand is busy, so I'm not writing it down, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But that that's fantastic. I, thank you for that. that, that yeah. really, now, you had mentioned earlier that you played sports when you were younger. What, what sports do you, did you enjoy, still enjoy? Yeah, totally. I mean, I because I'm from a tiny hometown, I did everything. You know, everything from soccer to I was on the diving team, I was on the swimming team, I was in wow. band, I played the trombone. Um, wow. in, in high school, definitely my thing was I was on the dance team, that was really cool. Um, so I loved to dance and did ballet even into college. Um, and yeah, still love that that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah so e everything, I guess is the answer. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I, myself, I like golf, basketball, yeah, and that's kind of what the like my message has always been. I, I don't care, you know. I'm going to go out and play. I, I like having yeah. fun. Let, let's go do it. And you, let's obviously, go. Obviously, you're much the same. You know, as you meet people, whether it's people like us, you know, born congenital amputees, or maybe some people who unfortunate circumstances got us, got them to be an amputee. What what's something that you'd like them to understand? You know, moving forward or within their life that you know you've lived through, and maybe you can impart some wisdom. To, to new amputees? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. our bodies are different. And that's okay. Like, let's actually talk about what those realities are. Like, you now live in a body where the world is going to treat you a little bit differently. And instead of trying to pretend like that's not real, let's actually talk about what that means. You know, so go ahead and, and lean into what those realities are and find find friends, right? Find people who get it, where you can literally say inspiration porn and Mike Bolin will be like, I know exactly what you mean without exactly. you saying anymore. You know, yes. like find the people who get it because uh, c community is everything. So yeah, community is everything. We are different and that's okay. And lean into that. <laughs> I think those are my three things. <laughs> wow. 
it couldn't have said it better. I mean, that's just fantastic. How about like the family, the extended? You know, we peel back the layer, and there's others that are always involved. That you like, like your parents as an example. My parents as an example. Friends and family. Any anything to share on that? I don't mean to put you on the spot. If you can't think of anything, we'll we'll go to the next topic real quick. I mean, everyone who knows you as a person more than just oh yeah, that one-handed guy or that one-handed girl, right? Yeah. Their concern is always wanting to be helpful to you and wanting to do good for you, but they don't always know necessarily what that is. Yeah. So I think giving them the chance, like sharing honestly with them what our experiences are, I think people want to listen um, and trying to, they also are the people that we can trust to like practice our language on. Like if we're trying to figure out, like, I don't know, I had this uncomfortable experience and it didn't feel quite right. And you know, they are a safe spot because they are people who understand us and want what's best for us. So I think just leaning into the fact that they they can get it without fully getting it. Because, of course, they'll never fully get it. And that's OK, too. Um, but, yeah, just uh, like lean into them. They're good people. They want what's best for us. Absolutely. God, that's very well said. So inspirational. I love it. Now, should I say inspiration? Of course, I'm kidding. Um, that's okay. From you, that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> lastly, and you know, thank you for your time. I, again, I'm so honored that you're my first guest. And uh, gosh, everything we've talked about has just been fantastic. But what I want to do is make sure that people know how to get a hold of you because you're a speaker. You have a great YouTube channel. You're so you're so involved in the community, as you say. How do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you and have you speak? Yeah, totally. I have a website, so you can find me there. It's Miss Nicole G. G is in Georgia, because that's my middle name, <laughs> Kelly.com. <laughs> um, or just, yeah, Google Nicole Kelly, one hand, bionic hand, any of those hit words, and hopefully it'll lead you to the right place. Um, and I love hearing from people. I love talking to people. I try to, try to answer every email that comes in and... Um, you know, like we are community. So it's, I think it's always a really big deal to reach out and to make connections. So yeah, always here to chat. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the time that you gave me to chat. And I certainly hope we get to do this again in the near future. So thank totally. you so much. I'm for excited for more guests to come for you. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. I'll give you a thumb it up. Is. We'll give each other just one thumb up. Okay, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave me two, but you got, you know. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. And yeah, thank you. That, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks, everyone. That was the We're Not Stunk podcast, hosted by Mike Bowler. If you want to be a guest on the program, reach out to Mike at his email address, mike at com. This podcast is produced by One Hand Man Productions. If you are looking to start your podcast, go to onehandmanproductions.com.